But if you don't have a home church, we'd love to have you here. We welcome you here. And so we just invite you to, to uh, be a part of what God is doing here at this church and what God wants to, to continue to do. We're, we're making a difference. Matter of fact, we're pushing back the darkness. Amen? We're, we've been seeing a lot of incredible things happening. Miracles happening in people's lives. I'm talking several people uh, calling and, and just testifying and different things about healings in their bodies. I've, uh, backs being healed, knees being healed, cancer being healed in Jesus' name. And uh, so some of you in this room right now are living testimony to the power of Almighty God in your life. And I got a call, yeah, amen, give the Lord a hand clap of praise, that's great. It's a mighty thing when God begins to move. And I got a call last night from a friend who's been struggling. He has a form of liver cancer that's very rare. There is no treatment for it. They, they are treating him, but it, you know how it is. If you get certain types of cancers and they just kind of shoot off in the dark, you know. But, I mean, some of them they're very, very good at treating. But there are some that they just pretty much, they don't have any kind of treatment for. And his is that, is that way. Had it in his lungs. Uh, had it, uh, you know, it was liver cancer, but it had it in his lungs, it spread through his body, and uh, really didn't give him any hope. He called me, uh, these are friends of my wife and I, and he calls me uh, last night, it was about, I don't know, 9.30 or so, and I was studying, I was over here, and I was studying and praying, and I see his name pop up on my phone, so I'm like, okay, you know, I hadn't talked to him in a while, so I, I answer the phone, and uh, I could just tell in his voice, you know, I knew something, something was up, but it was a good something. He says, man, I got to tell you, he says, I go, the, the nurse comes in the other day, I think it was a nurse, or maybe it was a doctor, I think he said nurse though, he said, comes in the other day, and she's got this look of shock on her face, because they were doing testing, and they'd gone through all this, these different tests and things, and he's been fighting this for a long time going through chemo and stuff, and not much, not much avail. But then all of a sudden, she comes in and she says, uh, there's really no way to explain this to you. I don't even understand it myself, and nobody here can give me an explanation. But there's not a trace of cancer in your lungs. There's no cancer anywhere else. And the tumor in your liver has shrunk 50%. Yeah. Wow. You guys keep lifting up Gene in uh, and, and your prayers because... Man, I'll tell you what, they already said, it is an absolute miracle. Uh, it should not be that way, but we know a God who's more than able. Amen? And so I know that that testimony is going to come back before long, that it's not only 50%, but it's not there. In Jesus' name. Amen? Amen? And I could share other testimonies, and sometimes, some of you that have been sharing with me, I, I want to I give you that opportunity to share what God is doing, because it's amazing when you hear that, you know what? God's not a miracle worker yesterday. He, he was a miracle worker yesterday, but the God I serve wasn't just a miracle worker. He is a miracle worker and He always will be. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's no respecter of persons. He's the God you can trust. You can, you can count on our God. Amen? He's a mighty God. I trust Him. I trust Him. You know, Gene went into this, and I'll tell you what, he just he said, you know what? I mean, they, they gave him no hope. He was preparing to die. He was, he was preparing to, to... I mean, he's young. Th- uh, 32, I think. Uh, got a wife, and I think they have six kids. Yeah, one was on the way when they first found out. 
Yeah. What a, you know, you're, this is it. Prepare your house. Get your house in order. That's, that's the results of the doctors, you know, what the doctors told him. And I remember talking to him. He said, you know what? He said, bottom line is, I love God. And whether I die or whether I live, I'm going to serve God. doesn't matter. Man, I'll tell you what. I think that, that sometimes we neglect to realize that that's, that's the kind of thing, you know, like the, like the children, the three Hebrew children that stood before the king, Nebuchadnezzar, as they erected this huge, huge golden image of himself. And, they, and he said, you bow down before it or else I'm going to throw you into this fiery furnace. But you know what they said? They said, you know what? We're not going to bow down to you, O King. We're only going to bow down to Almighty God. And you know what? If we die in the fire, we're still going to serve Him. And if, if, we, if He saves us from the fire, we're going to serve Him. But we will not bow down to you. Praise the Lord. We've got to get that in our soul and in our spirit and every cell of our body. That you know what? In the good times and bad, I'm going to bless the name of Jesus Christ. I'm going to serve Him and serve Him alone. He's a mighty God. I want you to turn in your Bibles to mark the fifth chapter or flipping your phones or your tablets, whichever it might be, right? But mark the fifth chapter, starting at verse 1, and I'm going to have you just hang there for just a second. I want to start by telling you something amazing. You know, uh, Debbie already told you about that Revolutionary War and that incredible battle from which that Star Spangled Banner uh, song actually came out of that, that, was in, that inspired that song. But it's incredible that on July 4th, 1776, July 4th, 1776, 56 men signed a document called the Declaration of Independence. And they were declaring their independence from England and from the king. And when they signed that document, and I'll tell you what, man, you, uh, you need to read that document. It's, a, it's a incredible. It, it reads, it reads kind of different than we talk today. But you need to read it. I know some of you know parts of it. But there's some powerful statements. And part of that was the recognition that these 56 men who had a lot to lose, they were not in abject poverty by you know, any stretch of the means. And that would have been fine if they had signed it too. But what I want you to know is, is these were men of means who had a lot to lose. Their families, finances, uh, most of them had farmland and, and, and really mansions. Many of them had big mansions. They were judges and lawyers. These people who had a lot to lose and honestly were living high on the hog under the king. But they knew that they could not allow, that, that not only them, but those people that were around them that, that that was no way to live under the tyranny of that king and, and really uh, being forced, many of them, it had a lot to do with their religious beliefs and, and ability to have freedom to worship God. And not every single one of them, but I'll tell you what, every single one of them understood the importance of having God in that Declaration of Independence. Every single one. You don't draft a document and say all men are created equal and endowed by their Creator without understanding that there's a Creator who set things in order. That there's a Creator who's above us and above every king and every nation, every tribe, every tongue. He's, he is above all things. And that's what literally the words that when, when you read those words in the Declaration of Independence, it's pretty powerful that they recognized that it, without God, independence from England 
would, would not matter because they would have to find independence, I mean, they would have to find dependence on something else, and if it's not God, it's never going to work. We need dependence today. We need dependence on Him. But we also need independence from some of the things that have been holding us back. We need independence from some of the sin and shame and guilt and pain and suffering and and sickness and disease and all the things that have been messing with us. We we need independence uh, with uh, freedom from Satan. Amen? We need freedom today. We need that independence today. But these 56 men signed that document and, and many of them would give their lives. They would lose their homes. I think it was uh, um, Thomas. It wasn't Thomas Nelson. I'm mixing it up because his name's in the, of one of the Bibles. I can't remember who it was. Um, one of the men, let's just put it that way. I can't remember his name, but I was pretty uh, inspired by this story because he had a, a very nice mansion. They showed little drawings and pictures of it. Uh, this huge mansion, large plantation. It had been taken over by General Cornwallis uh, of the British armies. He had taken it over. The Redcoats had it. And they had that whole area. And this man who signed the Declaration of Independence comes in leading an army. And he's looking at his army. They're out away from that, from that house. And none of the men would shoot towards that home. They wouldn't shoot their cannons. They wouldn't shoot their guns. And he looks at them. Why aren't you shooting? Why aren't you fighting? He said, because that's your home and we don't want to shoot your home. He takes a gun from somebody, grabs it, and begins firing away. And then he tells them, you fire those cannons. And they literally destroyed. He was responsible for destroying his own, his own home. He died without a penny to his name. But he died for a reason for a purpose, and something bigger than himself. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Pretty amazing. These were godly men. And they knew what it was. They knew that they they could not continue to be under that tyranny of this king. The kings didn't have a a very good reputation. They kind of, what what does the Bible would say, uh, had a form of godliness, but denies the power thereof. Amen? You know, sometimes people call themselves Christians. Sometimes people fly the banner of Christianity to get what they want. That doesn't make you a Christian. A Christian is someone who says, I follow Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is my example. I'm not saying you're perfect. If you came in here perfect today, you probably picked the wrong church. Can I just tell you that? If you came in here and you don't have anything wrong and all the world is... I mean, man, you you just got it all going on. You came to the wrong church because... Ain't happening here. No, nope, not me. No way. God's working on me, amen? I, I praise God for His grace and mercy. I thank the Lord that I stand before Him and all my righteousness, all the outside I can put on and all the inside I can put on, all my righteousness is filthy rags in the sight of God. But I don't stand in front of you today in my own righteousness. I stand clothed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ, my Almighty God. Ain't that amazing that I can stand in the Holy of Holies, I can stand in the presence of God because Jesus Christ has clothed me in His righteousness. Wow. 
Wow. Praise the Lord. God's so good. God's so good. Well, I don't want to take much of your time, but I want to, I want to tell you, I believe God wants to deliver. You know, we've had four people come to Jesus. Salvation and rededication in the last four weeks. Yeah. Amen. Wow. Praise the Lord. That's good stuff. I'll take that every week. And I'm praying right now that God will begin to spark something inside of you right now. That He'll begin to speak wherever you are. Maybe you're saved and you've known Jesus Christ a long, long time. But I'm, I'm praying that God will spark something inside of you, a resolution inside of you, a, a, an agreement that you begin to sign right there before God that says, God, I'm all in. A, 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 a document that you sign before God that says, God, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to live for you. I'm going to give my life for you. Everything belongs to you. I'm all in. Just like these 56 men would sign, many of them would be signing their death sentence. I'm praying that God will begin to speak to you and say, you know what? For me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want to I ask you today, before you leave this house, would you sign it across your heart that I'm all in? I'm all in. Whether I fail or not, does not matter. I will give myself to God. If I stumble, if I fall, I'm going straight to Him. I'm going straight to my Father. No matter what happens, you're not going to back down, you're not going to back out, but you're saying, I'm all in today. That's what I want from you today. That's what God wants from you today. If I, man, I'll tell you what, I could just close the book right now and we just alter call right now because that's really where we're going. Is, is God, I, I have signed it on my heart. Uh, Job put it something like this. He said, I wish someone could give me a, an iron pen. I could, I could write it out. That though He slay me, yet I will serve Him. And that, that in the end days, that, that even though worms have eaten my flesh, I'm going to look on my Savior, my Redeemer. I'm going to see Him in my flesh. He knew that there was the only hope He had was in Christ. The only hope he had was in God Almighty. And I believe that God wants to write it on our hearts. Maybe you've already written it. Maybe you just need to freshen that ink. Maybe you just need to say, God, spark a flame inside of me. Spark something inside of me that will cause me to just wind up and, and, and give everything to you again. Just pour out everything to you again. It's amazing what God will do when we give it all to him. When we've given everything to him. Praise the Lord. Mark the fifth chapter, and then we're going to go pray. And they came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he came out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him. No, not with chains. Let's go to the Lord in, in prayer. Father God, I just pray right now. We already know Your Holy Spirit is in this house. That You've said where two or three are gathered together in Your name, there You are in the midst of them. And so You walk up and down the aisles here today. You are ready, already at these altars, drawing and wooing people to You. Why? Because You love them. Because You died for them. 
And Father God, I just pray right now that you would just begin to ignite a flame inside of us. Ignite our spirits and our bodies, Lord. I pray for salvation in this house. I pray that people's lives will be transformed. That people will receive independence today. That they will have that life, liberty, and happiness, but not as the world gives, but as You give, Almighty God. I pray, Father God, that You would just begin to pour over us an anointing. Help me, Lord God, to be under the anointing of Your Holy Spirit as I minister the Word. Help me, Lord God, to be able to speak Your words and speak Your truth. I pray right now for hearts and lives, even those that may be resisting. I pray right now that I bind Satan. I bind every attack of the mind. I bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. And I'm just praying right now, Father God, that those that came in here, maybe they came in with the resistance. Lord, even to the Gospel, I pray every wall would be broken in Jesus' name. That lives would be changed and people would walk out of here with true independence. Give you glory for it in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Amen. Mm. I want to focus in. Listening for you, Father God. Wait on your word, Father. For my hand is not short. I am your God. I am your healer. I am your reward. And I say, seek after me, for I will be your all in all. Oh, praise the Lord. Can we just spend a few moments in worshiping Jesus Christ? Could you just worship Jesus Christ? He's our all in all. His hand is not shortened that He cannot save. Neither is ear heavy that He cannot hear. What did you come into this house with? What kind of trouble? God Almighty just answered you. What kind of trouble bothers you? What kind of home have you gone home to? What kind of turmoil are you living in? What kind of situation? I believe God wants to answer you. Would you just begin to worship? Saints, would you just worship God and praise God? Give Him glory. Give Him glory. We give You glory, Father. You want to save. These altars are already open. Mm. These altars are already open. Worship You, Father God. Now, I know some of you may not even... You may be thinking, what in the world just happened? You can find it in the book of Acts. You can find it in Corinthians. Spiritual gifts. Even, even Calvin talked and used a passage last week about all different people having different gifts and different types of, of spiritual gifts. And so I just want to encourage you, if you don't understand what it is, just, just get with me or, or someone you know that, that understands it. We can show you in the Word of God where, 
where God wants to speak to you, but you know what? He chooses to use his servants. He chooses to use his servants. Amen? Now, I want to just say right now, as you're praying and as you're praising God, I want to just say right now, I believe it's no accident that you're here and that God wants to do something amazing in your heart and in your life. And, and there's, one, there's only one thing I want to bring out of this passage right here and right now, and I believe it has perfect, it, it is absolutely perfect with what she just said. Because when I read that passage, I want you to get something, and it's really all that mattered that day, because there was somebody who came who was demon-possessed, and nobody could bind him. Nobody could give him. Nobody could hold him and shackle him down. He had an independence from some people, but he was dependent on those demons to rule and reign in his life. And he was controlled by those demons. And he needed his Independence Day. And he needed it from Almighty God. But my Word of God says that as the moment that boat hit the shore and Jesus put His foot off the boat and His toe just began to touch a little bit of that sand, that immediately that person's body was quickened and he began to run to Jesus. And that's what I want to tell you today, that you need Jesus Christ more than anything. You need Him more than you need this preacher. You need Jesus Christ more than you need anything that I could give you. But if Jesus Christ touches the sand and shore of your life, then things are about to change. And that's why He wants to quicken your mind and quicken your body to receive what He has to say. Just in the moment that we hear the Word of God speaking, what did we say? That where two or three are gathered together, Jesus is in the midst of Him. Jesus has touched this crown. Jesus is in the presence of this place. And I am telling you without a shadow of a doubt, He wants to break your bondage. He wants to cleanse your marriage. He wants to cleanse your life. He wants to... He He wants to destroy the bondage that has been holding you back and He wants to give you liberty today because His foot has touched the sand of of, of that shore in your life. Do you hear me? His foot has touched... That's really all that matters. We're about to see a demon man that was possessed by a, a legion of demons. He is literally controlled by thousands of demons in his life and yet they are nothing compared to Jesus Christ because He chose to step in to that person's life. Now I could imagine that that rumor had gotten around and people didn't go around that demon-possessed man. I could imagine that their boat just kind of made it to other parts of the shore, but not Jesus. He knew He had an appointment that day that someone was going to get changed. Someone's life was going to be delivered that day and they were going to find independence. And that's exactly what they found in Jesus' name. I know that right now you're, you're, you're dealing with different things. You're dealing with stuff in your life or or people around you and your heart is broken and you don't know how to change it. But I'm telling you, you can have freedom today. You can have liberty today. You know, the greatest... I remember reading it, the greatest thing. We've got a problem in America today and that problem is this. The problem is, is we we have our independence, but we want to receive that independence without dependence on God. That's our problem. Because in the Bible, we went to a concert. I mean, I'll tell you what, it wasn't really a concert. It was a worship service and it was a prayer. And I remember one of the things that was said. And and as I was there, I just began to write in my phone. They were saying something else, but God just began to speak to me. How in the garden, the Bible says that Adam and Eve were naked, but they weren't ashamed. They were in the garden, they were naked, but they weren't ashamed. Until they listened to a lie of the enemy. 
And as they listened to the lie, Eve listened to the lie of that enemy, and she was deceived. And then Adam, actually according to Paul, Adam just willfully, Eve was deceived, but Adam chose to disobey willfully. You know what it, what's amazing about it? Is then God begins to walk in the cool of the day, He begins to come down, and they hear Him and they hide themselves, and God is saying, who told you that you were naked? They'd already began to clothe themselves with fig leaves, their own clothing, already trying to cover themselves up. See, today, we want... This is America today, and this is one of the major problems in America today. We want to live unashamed. But we don't want to do it under the power of God. We want to live like there is no God, but we don't want to have any shame for it. The only way you'll ever find liberty and peace and joy is in Christ Jesus. You will never find it any other way. You will never find it any other way. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by me. Jesus, he, you know, the, 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 the independence of declaration is life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father by me, but by me. You can't get, you can't get life without Christ Jesus. Liberty, freedom. In whom the Son is set free, He is free indeed. You will only find freedom. You will only find liberty when you find it in Jesus Christ. What about happiness? Jesus came to give you life and life more abundantly. Your happiness is fleeting at best. And you can search happiness, but it is elusive. I don't know about you, but I know. I tried to find happiness. I tried to find those moments of pure bliss where I could just go, but every time I seem to almost catch up with happiness, somehow, some way, it seems to elude me and make its way off somewhere else. I just about get it in my grasp. I suddenly think I'm going to be happy forever, but then something begins to cause it to crumble or shift or take away. But I found a joy, a joy that lasts forever, a, the joy of the Lord that is my strength. And it's not fleeting. And even in my darkest times, I can cry out to Jesus. I can begin to worship Him. And I can find a joy unspeakable and full of glory. That's the kind of God I serve. A God who can give me genuine happiness that isn't affected by the circumstances of life. A God who can give me real happiness, a true happiness, which is really just a, a, a heavenly joy that He can pour out into His children if we'll allow Him to. Jesus touched the sand of the shore that day and two things happened. Jesus said, think not that I've come to bring peace, but I've come to bring a sword. What do you mean by that? He meant, you just wait and see, because as my word begins to go forth, you just wait and see how it begins to divide. You see, a demon man got delivered that day and said, I want to follow you, Jesus. But he said, no, go back and tell your friends and your family. It's later on in Mark chapter 5. Go back and tell your friends and your family. Go back and tell them about what I've done and what God can do in their life. Go back and tell them the things you have seen. 
But the herdsmen and town people that had come out and seen, the, and if you haven't heard this story, I encourage you to go back and read it, but Jesus uh, sent these demons off into a herd of swine, and the, and the swine literally ran off into a cliff. When the, when the people came back and see Jesus, when they saw this demon-possessed man that they had tried to bind before, in his right mind, in his right mind, you know what he did? They were afraid. And they said, Jesus, we don't want you here. You go. We don't want to have anything to do with you. You go. We all get a choice today because Jesus stepped in. Like it or not, like it or not, there's a choice today. Why? Not because I'm here. I could, I could try and, and, and give you some you know, great message and try and give you something to really stir your heart, but I'm just here to tell you today that it really doesn't matter what I have to say, but what Jesus has to say. When Jesus steps down into the seashore, when He lands His boat in your life, you've got a decision to make. And that's really all we're left with today is a decision. God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose You. I'm going to choose independence. I'm going to choose freedom. I'm going to choose liberty. I'm going to choose life. Or Jesus, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Go. I don't want you in my heart. I don't want you in my life. Would you please stand? I just believe that God wants to do something in these altars. I am so sure that God is speaking to people's hearts and lives right now about different things. I don't know where you're at, but I am so sure that God is speaking to people's hearts and lives, whether it be healing or sickness or financial troubles or marriage issues or, or you just need salvation today. Whatever it is, I know God is speaking to hearts and lives and He's already beginning to call you and draw you. And I just believe that, that right now, I remember standing behind a pew and gripping the front of that pew so hard, my, my knuckles turned white. Struggling in my mind with what others might think. And struggling in my mind with whether or not I should go down even though I knew that God was speaking to me. And I just want to rebuke that right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I want to bind that right now in the name of Jesus Christ. You are a child of God. <coughs> It really doesn't, as, as Calvin said last week, it really doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. All that matters is your relationship with Jesus Christ. All that matters is you and Him having a relationship because I'm not here to convince you to be a religious person. I'm not. I'm not here because of religion. I'm here because of a relationship. I'm here because of a loving God who chose to came, come down in my circumstance and in my trial and in my dilemma and even in the messes that I made with my life and yet He loved me. He loved me. I know He's speaking to people's hearts and lives. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Father God, I just pray right now for your healing to be released. I begin to pray right now, Lord God, that all minds would be cleared of all the activities of the day and that you just begin to focus on Yahweh, on Jesus Christ, on the Messiah. The only one who can change their circumstance, who can change their situation, and who can change them. 
Father, you've changed me. You've given me life and life more abundant. You've restored my marriage. You've redeemed my soul. I trust you. And I pray, Father God, that you'll begin to speak to hearts and lives right now. Begin to draw them to you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You've already spoken to this church. Now draw us to you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I want to open up these altars. I believe that there's salvation in this place. Do you need salvation? I believe there's healing in this place. Do you need healing? I believe God, uh, that healing can, can jump over into marriages, into, men, into things that are mental, whatever it might be. I'm telling you, if you're struggling in any way, can you, I'm just asking you right now, would you come to these altars? Would you come down? We're going to meet you here. I'm, I'm telling you, prayer warriors, we will be with you. We will support you. We will lift you up and hold you up. But I'm asking right now. I'm asking right now, yeah. I need someone to come pray with this gentleman. I need others. Anyone else. You, you need Jesus Christ. You need something to go on in your heart and life. You need healing in your body. Healing in your marriage. Anything you need. I'm asking you right now. These altars are open. Let's just begin to seek God. Begin to write it down. Right now, God, I'm all in. I'm all yours.